How can you, a savvy professional, be more productive, manage your business or career, and remain engaged on a daily basis in the interest of your professional development, ultimate success, and personal happiness? Let's take a deep dive into these compelling issues right here on episode 246 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello there. Welcome to The Nurse Keith Show and The Nurse Keith Nation. You know, I'm always grateful that you're here, whether you're tuning in for the very, very first time and a hearty welcome to you, or you've been hanging out with me here on the virtual airwaves for months and possibly even years. Thank you for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is always all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, ideas, diatribes, and informative interviews with some of the most inspiring people from the worlds of healthcare, nursing, entrepreneurship, medicine, technology, and beyond. And did you know that you can leave a rating and review for the Nurse Keith Show over on iTunes and Apple Podcasts? It really, truly, really, really helps other people find the show. And if you do that, leaving one to five star rating and a written review, please email me at Keith at NurseKeith.com. Let me know you did so and give me permission to read your review on air. And thank you personally. Meanwhile, if you want to see the show notes for this episode, you can follow along at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 246. Well, today is a solo monologue episode. No guest today, just little old me. So I hope you don't mind just passing some time with good old Nurse Keith. The reason I'm recording this short episode today is because recently on social media, a member of my audience asked me what my secret is in terms of my levels of productivity, connectivity, and engagement. She was specifically referring to my entrepreneurial endeavors, but I think my responses to this particular question can be extrapolated for you, whether you are a clinic nurse, a home health nurse, you're working in acute care, or you are indeed a nurse entrepreneur or business person. You know, there's really no silver bullet. There's no one solution to the issues of productivity, connectivity, engagement, and just staying awake and aware and curious at all times, whether it's running a business or your own professional career. So I want to dive into the things that I generally do the way I think and how I approach my life and my work so that perhaps it can be helpful for you and you can adopt or reject any of these strategies and tools and techniques and thoughts and feelings that I'm going to share with you in the course of this brief episode. So my secret, hmm, in terms of business, my business as Nurse Keith Coaching, which includes podcasting, freelance writing, writing my own blog, a little consulting here and there, career coaching, of course, and motivational and keynote speaking. Those are all the different aspects of my business at this current time in late 2019. So in terms of business, I've basically been creating what I hope is high quality content 
for a very, very long time. I listen to the market. I listen to you, the audience, very carefully. I do a lot of reading and studying, and that helps me keep my finger on the pulse or my ear to the rail or my finger to the wind, however you want to use it, whatever metaphor works, in order for me to know what's going on out there what people, especially nurses and healthcare practitioners, are experiencing, and then how I can support them and reflect on the challenges and pain points I see out in the world. My blog, Digital Doorway, was born on a very wintry, windy, and snowy night, sitting cozily in the living room in front of the wood-burning stove with my brother, Ken, in Amherst, Massachusetts. And Ken said, you know, Keith... There are these things called blogs. They're really new. And why don't you start one? You're a good writer. So I took up his challenge, wrote out a bunch of different titles and names that I thought might fit. I had no idea what I was doing or why I was going to do it. And I just started blogging. That was early 2005. And Digital Doorway was born at that time. I didn't start writing about nursing. But as I began writing about nursing in my career and what I was doing, people started responding. So it shifted into a nursing blog. And boy, 14 years later, it's still going after hundreds of thousands of views. And I am very grateful to all of you who've tuned into Digital Doorway and followed it over time. My strategy for it, once I realized what I was doing, which took a long time, actually, to find my feet and my sea legs, basically, I just answered the questions and started writing about the things that were on my mind and that apparently were on the minds of other nurses and healthcare providers as well. And I've just plugged along all this time. Now, I had no idea I was going to go into business. I had no idea I was going to become a freelance writer and a coach and a speaker and a podcaster and a consultant. But this is just what I built. I built it and they came. And that doesn't always happen in business, but You know, maybe it's because I didn't even know what I was doing or why I was doing it or what my goal was or even what my motivations were for doing it. It coalesced. And since this was the bad old days of early blogging when none of us had any absolutely no foggiest idea what was going on, I didn't feel there were any strictures or constrictions on what I was doing. I slowly realized as the blogging world came together what I needed to do to make it successful. And I think I've done that to a, a, a fair extent. Other people have monetized their blogs. I've only monetized mine basically in terms of coaching clients and driving people to my business and having them be aware of the services and products that I offer. From my blog grew freelance writing. People started asking me to write. So I just started doing it for free and then realized eventually that I could charge money. So that became a major income stream for me. And I must say, even though this is web copy and marketing copy, it's also quite creative. And I feel like I do engage the right side of my brain in my writing to a large extent. And that is very satisfying for me. You know, my podcast has been going for about five years, and before that, we had launched RNFM Radio, one of the first podcasts on the internet run by nurses. We were just one of a handful. 
So I jumped into podcasting in the early adoption phase, just like I jumped into blogging. Now, this was not because I'm super smart or savvy. It was just happenstance. There was no plan. There was no idea where this was all going. I just did it because I was moved intuitively to do it. And luck would have it and serendipity would have it that it actually came together into something that had actually some significant impact on the nursing industry and on nurses' lives. So I'm super, super happy and grateful about that. I'm just not totally aware of how it all happened, but I'm very happy that it did. So I've been contributing to other websites and magazines and books for quite some time. I've been published in a few books, you know, chapters that I've contributed and several of my own books. And Social media is one of the ways that I have found I can create a consistent presence online as a nurse entrepreneur and just a nurse thought leader, sharing curated content, other people's content that I find valuable, articles, blog posts, podcasts, pictures, uh, quotes, etc., and also my own stuff. And Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook have been the places where I've focused mostly. And these platforms have yielded tons of friends. I mean, people who've actually become really good friends. And I have to say, several of my very best friends I met on social media, including Dr. Renee Thompson over at the Healthy Workforce Institute. So it's been a wild ride. It's been interesting. I often am kind of shooting in the dark, but things just happen. Like I said, I allow serendipity to play a part in my both my nursing career, my clinical career, and also as a nurse entrepreneur and business owner. So my social media followers get to know me. They get a look behind the curtain of my life. You know, I don't just post stuff about, you know, buy my products and services. In fact, I do very little of that on social media. Actually, probably 10 to 15% of my posts are actually about something I offer that I want people to actually sign up for and pay money for. Mostly, I am sharing inspiration, educational information, reflections, and like I said, a glimpse behind the curtain. That often happens on Instagram and Instagram stories. You know, some of you might be aware of George the Cat, he has his own hashtag, George the Cat Santa Fe. And, you know, I post pictures of me and Mary and sometimes our friends or hikes or places we've gone that are beautiful and funny things I see around the world and selfies of me here and there and everywhere. Mostly pictures of George, though. And, you know, it's just fun. And Instagram happens to be really my social media happy place. Facebook is sort of my social media unhappy place. Twitter, I'm a little neutral on, but I do find it useful. And I find Facebook useful too. And LinkedIn is an amazing place to network and get to know people and create a personal brand. Whether you are an entrepreneur like me or a clinical person, like a nurse, doctor, physical therapist, etc., LinkedIn is a great place for you to hang your hat. And I have plenty of information out there, blog posts, articles, a download from my website if you sign up for my newsletter, hint, hint and podcasts all about LinkedIn. So I'm not going to go into that, but it's super important. Enough said about that. Another way that I grow and stay engaged and try to maintain my level of productivity and connectivity and curiosity is to always be seeking ways to collaborate with other people. 
whether it's just shooting the breeze and talking or talking with other thought leaders in nursing and healthcare and figuring out ways that we can actually work together and support one another. And I spend a great deal of time in my life creating, nurturing, manifesting, and maintaining really high quality relationships with a large number of peers and colleagues and friends around the world. Now, it doesn't matter about my entrepreneurial endeavors. I would do this even if I was not a business owner because I did this before I had a viable business. I just like connecting with people and I like connecting people I love and respect with other people I love and respect. That's one of my hobbies actually <laughs> is connecting people. It's just fun and it feels really good and maybe I get some kind of dopamine rush. So maybe there's a little addiction there an addiction to connectivity and to networking. And I think that's a pretty good addiction unless it keeps me from sleeping or resting. And then I need to set it aside and actually, you know, do other things. So this super robust network I have of peers, colleagues, friends, people that I think are just really cool or doing great work in the world. This is like I've said before on this podcast and on my blog, it is an enormous brain trust of people that I can tap into when I need advice or support or just information or just to talk because I need to talk something through and process it. And this is good for my business, my career. And at the same time, I like these relationships to be symbiotic. So I make sure the people I'm connected to know that I am also part of their personal brain trust and they can tap me as a resource or support at any time they really need me. So there's not really a secret sauce to this, just diligent and consistent hard work. I hope that is helpful to you to hear this reflection from me. And I hope that it brings you some ideas for your own career or your own business. So now we're going to take a pause for the cause for just a moment. Please consider becoming a patron of the Nurse Keith Show, just like other listeners who value the show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support the show, you also get some pretty nifty premiums and gifts directly from yours truly. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash nurse Keith to read all about it. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash nurse Keith. Also, please consider signing up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com so that you can receive my bi-weekly message just for you. Finally, if someone you know could benefit from career coaching with me, please consider referring them. And if they become a paying client, even if they do one session, you'll receive credit for one hour of coaching with me. And there's no expiration date on that credit. And you can keep it in your back pocket until you need it most. Remember that you can refer as many people as you like and continue to earn those coaching credits over time. What a deal. Those are my sincere asks of you, dear listener. So now let's dig back into today's topic. Now, do I become discouraged and tired? Totally. I'm a human being just like you. I get fatigued. I get frustrated. I have times in relationships that are difficult personally or professionally. I experience conflict. I experience 
depression, anxiety. Some of you might know that I live with chronic pain. I have a fairly rare bone disease called Forestier's disease, also known as DISH, diffuse idiopathic skeletal hyperostosis. It's pretty rare. Nobody knows how to treat it. Nobody knows what causes it. And it's pretty much symptom management that is fairly frustrating and involved and tedious. So yes, I have pain on board every day. And most of the time my pain is between, I'd say a five and an eight. So you can imagine how that might affect my productivity and my ability to remain engaged and do things that I care about. However, having chronic pain, I make a choice every day to do my stuff, to exercise, to go out and have fun, to spend time outdoors, to spend time with Mary and our friends and George the cat and do things around the house and travel when I'm able to and just have the best life I can possibly have. So yes, I become discouraged, tired, anxious, depressed. And yeah, sometimes I have to close the laptop, turn off the phone and go into our little extra room there where Mary has her office and I have my little art studio and I do some watercolors. In fact, one of the secrets to my ability to maintain engaged and focused and relatively content is that every morning when I get up, I have my vitamins and supplements and medications and I hydrate because your brain needs hydration first thing in the morning. And then I go into the little studio space the office studio, and I do some watercoloring or drawing. I try to engage the right side of my brain first thing in the morning so that I'm not jumping on the computer or phone. The only thing I'll do on my phone during those first 30 to 45 minutes is put some music on that I can paint to. So I took this hint from Dr. Renee Thompson, my dear friend at the Healthy Workforce Institute. She likes to read in the morning when she first wakes up so that she can just have coffee, read, sit in the sun, pet her cat, hang out with whoever's there, and just be relaxed and not go directly into work mode. I recommend this for any of you who have a hard time with this getting up and jumping on your phone and all of a sudden being fully engaged in your left brain. That is one of my secrets for sure. So on the personal side, my practices other than watercoloring and drawing and, you know, trying to engage the right side of my brain every morning and regularly throughout the week. The other things I do are I stay in close touch with family and friends and favorite colleagues through social media, emails, phone calls, and as many face-to-face -face visits as I can manage having chronic pain and being a very occupied person with a very full life and a business to run. One of the things I love to do is I have, or Mary and I both have, a fair number of children in our lives. And a lot of those children have grown up and are now teenagers. One is actually on her way to college soon. But we have some younger children in our lives too. And making that dedicated effort to spend time with little kids or teenagers is really helpful for us. It's refreshing, it's inspiring, and it gets us out of our own heads. I also love to hang out with animals, cats, dogs, horses, donkeys, goats. So whenever I have an opportunity to be with animals, George the cat being my primary animal, of course, that goes without saying, you know, that is also helpful. That's one of the things that brings me joy, keeps me connected. 
You know, I mentioned time outdoors earlier, and I also like to exercise. And of course, with chronic pain, I have to be careful with exercise, but I do cardio and stretching and strengthening and core stuff as much as I possibly can based on the recommendations of the providers I see, like my chiropractor. But I do try to take very good care of myself, stay hydrated, eat well, exercise, etc. I also take supplements that I feel support my immune system and my general health. So all of these things are this holistic approach to life. And other than all of these things, spending time with Mary, with our intimates, with our friends, you know, hobbies are important. Like I said, drawing, watercoloring. I love listening to music. I don't just like put on music for entertainment. I listen to music deeply. And that's not to pat myself on the back. I just like to listen to music with a critical, curious ear. Even music I've heard many, many, many times, I often hear new things. So I use music not just as a form of entertainment or relaxation. I also use it as a way to engage my intellect, the left side of my brain, and my creative side the right side of my brain, thinking about why did this person make this music the way they did? How did they do it? That's the left brain part. And then the right brain was, you know, what were they feeling when they did this? And what feelings are they trying to elicit in the listener? And those skills of listening carefully and critically and curiously, you can apply those to your relationships with colleagues, friends, family, animals, nature, and your patients in the hospital and your, your, audience or your customers, if you're a business person, bring that curious nature, bring that ability to think deeply and look carefully and keenly inside of situations and people and the things that come up across the field of your vision and the field of your life. And that you might find to be very helpful, a very helpful practice for staying engaged and mindfully thoughtful about what you're doing, why you're doing it, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and what that means to you, your career, and your personal life. And what I found over these many years is that consistency and truly caring are two of the elements that create success in your personal and professional lives. You can be consistently kind, showing up on time, doing a great job at your hospital where you work in the ICU or the NICU or the ER. And in your business, you can be consistent in terms of engaging with your audience, putting out helpful content, strategizing about how to help your audience and support them even more. And in your personal relationships and with colleagues within or outside of healthcare or coaching clients or whatever, I do my very best to bring my whole authentic self to whatever I do. When you listen to this podcast, you get to know certain sides of me and you get to know me through my blog and my writings and my social media presence. And one of the wonderful things people can say to me when I meet them in person and they've known me through these different platforms is they say, you're exactly like you are online. You're the same person. And sometimes they seem shocked by that because sometimes what we present online is not what people experience of us in real life, in the flesh. And that is sort of this disconnect that happens between our internet-based lives, our virtual selves, our virtual avatars, and who we are 
as real flesh and blood human beings interacting in a real flesh and blood human world. So when people tell me that, that I'm the same person that they perceive me to be through my public persona, that makes me super happy because it means that my authenticity is coming through and you're actually connecting with who I truly am. So yeah, I try to bring my best authentic self to everything I do in my personal professional life. And do I fall on my face and fail sometimes? Totally. Do I make mistakes? Yeah. Do I piss people off? Sure. Especially Mary, my wife, and sometimes friends or colleagues. Sure. I do things or say things that maybe don't land the way I, I expected or planned or maybe my physical pain or what's going on for me emotionally. You know, maybe I'm anxious or sad or or mad or whatever, and, and it colors the way in which I interact with the world. And you can relate to that. Everyone can relate to that. So we do our work. We work on ourselves. I go to therapy every week and I, I work on this stuff and, and process, you know, still at 55 years old, I'm processing stuff from my childhood. So there's no end to your personal development, to your personal growth, to getting in touch with who you truly are. And that will have a major, major impact on your career because the more authentic you can be, the more you can be yourself, the more you know yourself and know your history and why you do what you do and why you feel and think the things that you feel and think, that will help you be more present, be more curious and bring your whole authentic self to your work and to your personal life. So despite obstacles like pain, depression, anxiety, mental illness, the existential questions that are plaguing this troubled planet and humanity right now, despite all of this, we can bring our whole selves forward and we can do the best we possibly can and be the best human beings we possibly can, whether we're nursing, being a friend to a sick family member, or just being a citizen out in the world in your community. So... Do you ever wonder why we try so hard to be successful when the planet itself is in such an existential crisis and peril? Shouldn't we all just throw caution to the winds and say, screw it, I'm just going to do whatever the heck I want. I'm going to sell everything, cut off all my relationships, hop on a plane to Bali and live the rest of my life barefoot on the beach. And sure, you could do that. And I know people who have or are or have done some aspect of that and Feel free to go to Bali for a year and live barefoot. Maybe that's what you need. And gosh, maybe that's what I need. Um, maybe I'm not telling you, I'm telling myself. But whatever you do to support your ability to not give up, to not say, well, there's an existential crisis against humanity and my actual survival and the survival of the planet and everything on it. And I'm just going to, you know, be wasteful and critical and nasty and just be all in it for me. That's, that's not who we are as human beings. And sure, some people are like that. I can name quite a few. Um, they shall remain nameless right now, but who are we? Why are we here? What are we doing? Why do we want to be good people? Why do we want to nurse the sick? Why do we want to make friends? Why do we want to have a business and bring our products and services and our authentic offerings to the world because we're human beings and we thrive on connectivity. We try to do it with joy and gratitude and, and this fascination and curiosity about the world and why we're here. So whether you're a lawyer, whether you're an ICU nurse, 
you own a shoe store downtown on Main Street in your in your city or town, or you're a stay-at-home mom and you're raising children, one of the most important jobs you can do on planet Earth right now, you know, perform your duties, perform the things you do in your life in the spirit of service and joy and gratitude and, and authenticity and contributing to the world and humanity and just being a good person. It's all about being a good person. So if you can do that, you can do anything. So friends, this is the week of Thanksgiving here in the United States, end of November, 2019, almost to 2020. The world is changing right in front of us. And you know, it's just what is. And we need to roll along with it or we just roll over and die or we bury our head in the sand. And, you know, I'm not a head barrier. I don't do that. I don't hide. Sometimes I hide, you know, turn on the music, close the door, close the shades, go to sleep. Sure, we can hide for periods of time. But we, we, nurses, doctors, lawyers, shoe salesmen, we need to be engaged in the world because the world needs us. It needs you. It needs me. And we have a job to do, and that is to live the best, most authentic life we can and giving as much as we possibly can, inspiring, supporting others, being the curious, wonderful creatures who we truly are. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to this diatribe on episode 246 of the Nurse Keith Show. And remember, the show notes are going to be at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 246. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode, and I want you to take inspired, curious action every day in the interest of your personal and professional satisfaction and happiness. And if you need personalized holistic career or life coaching to elevate your personal or professional life and nursing career, look no further than nursekeith.com. And did you know there are job listings at nursekeith.com? Head over to the resources section to the drop-down menu, job listings, uh, very affordable resume templates, free ACLS and BLS the first time you need to take or the next time you need to take that test, OpenMD, a free search engine for evidence-based medicine, and an excellent, very affordable IV video course if you want to learn to be the best venipuncture and IV starter in your neck of the woods. It's downloadable. It's affordable. You can check it out at nursekeith.com. Anyway, the Nurse Keith Show is expertly produced by Rob Johnston of 520R Podcasting and Mark Cappiespeason is our stalwart social media ringmaster. I am so grateful always, not just this Thanksgiving week, but always to Rob and Mark for keeping the wheels turning in the right direction. And for those of you here in the United States who celebrate the American Thanksgiving, I hope you have a wonderful holiday. For my Canadian friends, I hope you had a wonderful Canadian Thanksgiving. And for those of you who celebrate Kwanzaa, Christmas, the New Year, Hanukkah, whatever it is you celebrate or not celebrate, I hope you have a good time doing what you're doing. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch. This is Nurse Keith saying adios. Until next time, from beautiful, sunny, and super chilly Santa Fe, New Mexico, I am out. Hold up. 